Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and a beer is an offer we can't refuse. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We're the Drunk Guys, and this week we're doing Mario Puzo's? Puzo's? Puzo. Puzo's. You're the Italian one. You uh, tell us how to pronounce it. Uh, Puzo. Uh, we're doing <laughs> The Godfather. And starting with this beer, Nate, that you brought. Literally, I saw this beer and was like, we have to do that book now. Is by Laughing Dog Brewery, and it's called The Dogfather. And on the sort of uh, sticker on the front of the can is like a recreation of the cover of The Godfather, but it's a dog in like the little marionette things or dog bones. Anyway, it was quite amusing. If you are uh, dyslexic, it might look like it says Godfather to you. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing. (laughs) And this is an imperial stout. It's just under 11% alcohol. That's really all it says. But it is jet black and smells. And this is our first beer. Chocolate and roasty wonderfulness. This beer is terrible. I was going to say it. I'm sorry. I'm I really, really thought fan. you would like it. I thought I would, too. I was like, look at that. That looks like a... It's, in theory, it seems like something you would enjoy, but... It's, it's, it's so burnt tasting. It is pretty... Like, it tastes like old coffee that's been reheated a hundred times. Well, a dog would love it. <laughs> because dogs will drink almost anything. That's, that's fair. This dog would get hammered, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so The Godfather is a novel that came out in 1969 and made Mario Puzo, Puzo, whatever, pretty famous. And then was, of course, way more famous probably as the film series that came, started. The first one was 72. 72. And then 74 was the second one, I think. And then like 1990 no was the third one that no one ever wants to talk about. And uh, The Godfather Part 1 and 2 are like considered amongst the greatest films ever made. This book is the, uh, the germ that became that. I mean, is it basically the movie? They didn't... I never saw take, it, so. They took a lot of crap out, but, but most it's of the... Sh- it's essentially the movie. It's, it basically is the plot it's for most similar, of Godfather yeah. 1 and 2. Oh, it's, oh, so two movies, one book. Yes. Well, that's not exactly true. Um, there is the scene... There is a big scene that's in the first book that they put in the, that they put in the second movie. Well, it's, it's, but, it's changed around, but like yeah. all the material for the... The majority of the material from the two movies came out of this book. It's, it's reconfigured to make two movies. Yes. Okay. Mm, okay. Well, like that was one weird thing. I have about not this seen. Book. I saw. I haven't seen Godfather Part Two in a really long time. So, I don't know. well, we'll get to the parts in the book that I'll, I'm, I'm sure we're in Godfather Part Two. Mm-hmm. This book was like it was. You know, it had, it had chapters and sections, and it also had books in it. Like the first chapter was like a thousand pages. Yeah, and then there was like books in it, and like book five was fourteen pages. Like what? What was happening? Uh, it was a very inconsistent. I agree. Length of things. I don't know why it was in different books anyway. It, it, it was created as one book. Well, like sometimes novels are broken up like that, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no, is yeah. Books but I mean, like chapters. he didn't publish it as six books; it was just the one. Yeah, I don't that's know. A, as far as I know. Yeah. All right, so it tells the story of Vito Corleone, Corleone, and his crime syndicate, married mm-hmm. band of friends. <laughs> yes, and his sons. Uh, Particularly, really focuses on the third son, Michael, who, and their the way the business changes under his leadership. Right, really, this the thing. Yeah. Yep. And then mm-hmm. a lot of stupid subplots. There's a bunch of subplots that are completely necessary. It starts out at the wedding, you know, of, uh, which the, is of his, his daughter. daughter. Yep, Connie, right? Constanza, <clears throat> yeah, who's marrying a real asshole. Though everyone Colonel. in the book is kind of a real asshole, <laughs> yeah, so that's for sure. Not really that big a deal. No, he didn't stand up. <laughs> but by their standards, he's an asshole. Like the other yes. people, like Fuck I mean, that like guy. later on when he's like beating the shit out of Connie, and the Godfather's like. It's his wife. He's got to do what he's got to do. I was like, that's your daughter, dude. There's a lot of wife beating, actually, in the book. There's a lot of wife beating. Would this be an inappropriate time to say that this is our Father's Day episode? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Me too. So the first scene is a wedding. And for that, we have a beer. (laughs) I'll open it since it's in my hand. 
This is by the Gun Hill Brewing Company. It's called Ritual Union. Nice. That's what a wedding is. Also, there are guns in probably at least one hill in the book. There's definitely hills. <laughs> and oh, yeah, guns? in Sicily. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Land of the Seven Hills, right? Is it? I really don't know. That's Rome, isn't it? Uh, the oh, city yeah. of <laughs> Seven Hills. Uh, this is a Berliner style Ugh. Weiss with coffee. And a lot of the criminals are Weiss guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do know what you are saying. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that there's absolutely no coffee flavor in this whatsoever. Really? I thought I tasted the coffee before and it was in there. And uh, Maybe it's coffee in this? Uh, I thought like, maybe it was still like my mouth from the previous beer. But I don't, I don't taste it. I taste vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. This is that tartness, that acidic kind of tart it's, thing. It's not terrible, but it's weird. It's good for a hot summer day. It's almost like it's almost like a kind of got like a white wine vibe. Did you drink a lot of wine in the book too? So the wedding is there, and this is an important scene because it kind of establishes a lot like, what the Godfather's role is. You know, he is the head of the crime family, whatever. But there's a lot of Italian traditions or Sicilian traditions. I don't know how real they are that are referenced in this opening scene. But basically the important one... I feel like a decent amount of it is probably... I'm sure it's legit. truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing is, that on his wedding, the wedding day of his kid, he can't refuse a favor. Like, if someone asks for a favor, he can't say no. That seems like a dumb rule. That sounds really stupid, yeah. But no dumber than all the other rules they have, so... So there's a whole bunch of people, like, lining up to ask the, uh, the Don... Or, you don't actually call him Don ever? Ask the Godfather for favors. They call, call him they Godfather. Call him well, they, they call, he's called the Don by the narrator. Mm, okay, they don't yeah. call him Don... I think maybe they do, but generally no. So yeah, there are people asking for uh, there are people asking for favors, but they're also introducing the family and all the other other random people. So there's a, a you know a way to introduce every character at once. Yeah, long long sections about the Tom Hagen, the uh, that poor, poor, poor Irish poor bitch, German Irish <laughs> asshole that you know just isn't Sicilian enough. He's the fixer. He's the Michael Cohen of the book. <laughs> <laughs> like at one point, he said, "Like what what law firm do you work for?" He's like, "I only have one client." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Except he's not a complete fucking idiot like Michael Cohen. No, he gets shit done. Uh, but yeah, he gets shit done. He's the fixer for the Don. But he's also mm-hmm. like not quite his adopted son, he's but sort sen- of. He's essentially his adopted son. Yeah, right. So he's a friend of... He, he got brought home when he was living in the streets by yeah. the oldest son. Sonny. Sonny. Okay. Sonny, yeah. What the fuck is so his the, name? The wedding also introduces all the, all the sons. Like first, Sonny. We have a beer for him in a minute. Then there's Fredo. Uh, Freddy. Freddy... The, the the fucking stupid one. The bitch son. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's like a doting, devoted son, but is an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's just weak. Well, yeah. No one likes him. No one respects him. They know he's a little bitch. They're like, uh, <laughs> Pretty much, he's yep. fine. He'll Fredo? never take over. Who cares? Is Fredo a bitch? Yes, he is. Fredo is a, absolutely a bitch. That's all they talk about in the book is that he is a bitch. Mm-hmm. Then there's Michael, who is the third son, who's like, I want nothing to do with this shit. I'm going to go fight the fucking... Nazis or the Japanese because yeah. I hate the mob so much. I want nothing. I to think do with it my was family. the Pacific. He, yeah, he, he was. A, I think it was a Marine, wasn't he? He signs up for the Marines yeah. the day after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and fights in the Pacific, and then and he does great. Vito spends a shit ton of money to bribe doctors and shit. They're like, oh no, you got flat feet, kid, or whatever it is that mm-hmm. that worked in 1941 to get you out of the military. Yeah. Oh, he's had homosexual urges. We can't have him in the. <laughs> I can't have him in the Marines. And then. Uh, they talk about, I forget which other character it is. Oh, it was... Uh, Luca Brazzi. No, no, but no, uh, there's another character we talk about how he got out of going into the war. It was uh, Paul, Paulie Gatto. Oh. And they, he, they bribed a doctor to say he had gotten electric shock therapy. Yeah. So he could not serve in the military. <laughs> uh, so then they, uh, Michael doesn't, and Michael's there with his non-Italian girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like Kay. Kay Adams. Yeah. The whitest of the white. Yes. White as a Mayflower lily in the snow. Is from New Hampshire. Oh. In the book, the character. Is she in Connecticut? 
That's how white she is. Uh, they go oh, to her house maybe. in Connecticut later. Oh, yeah, you're right. They met at Dartmouth, though. Yes. Uh, Michael, it, it, everything the Godfather wants for his kids, Michael does the opposite. He's like mm-hmm. he's headstrong. He's like the most American of the family too. Like he doesn't actually look. He pronounces the end. As of, Guido. He pronounces the end of words. Yes, and he has straighter hair, not curly hair, and he doesn't have mm. a cupid shaped face. Do Italians have curly hair? Some do. Some do. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, some do. But it's not like a not Italian versus American thing. I didn't get that. Uh, and they just keep describing. Well, he's like they're, they they describe the characters in the book. They're all swarthy and they have dark curly hair. <laughs> all right, yeah, I guess it's probably fits they a don't look like Marlon Brando. No. But Al Pacino is, I'm sure, at least partially Italian. But he no, he's looks, definitely Italian. He looks uh, who does he play? In the fair. Movie? He plays Michael. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. This is. I mean, he was young too. This is definitely this is the, the movie that made him famous. Um, so then uh, the other characters that introduced looking for favors. There's like one guy whose daughter got beat up by some guys, and he's like, Don, please beat those, kill those no, guys. Kill for them. Me. Yeah. Can you kill them? I'll do. And then, uh, that's he's, the, a, he's an undertaker. Yeah, he calls him a, a corpse valet at yeah. one point, which is <laughs> 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 actually a kind of cool phrase. That's way better than undertaker. Yes. And I'm, a, I'm a corpse valet. <laughs> um, then, uh, but, but they have like some, some strife there because... Uh, because he, he, had not, uh, he had not tried to be his friend for a long time. Friend in quotations. Right. He had, he, not, he had, he had uh, tried to avoid contact with the mob, which was, you know, a slight. Because this guy's all about, you know, his feelings. He fucking whines if someone doesn't want to be his friend. <laughs> like he's this big tough dude, but it's like, hmm, you didn't want to be my friend for all this time. I don't know. Uh, well, it's about respect. Yeah, that's what it really is. Everything's mm-hmm. about respect and respect. You know, friend in loose terms. Very, it's, very. It's really just, oh, will you do whatever I say? But the Godfather's wife, who I don't even know what her fucking name is. I mean, if she even gets a name in the book, she was the actual yeah. godmother of that guy's kid, or something like that. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah. They were, like, when was the last time you invited me over for coffee and to bury a body <laughs> in your backyard? No dis, no respect. And he's like, but Godfather, please. And he kind of humiliates the guy into saying, "I'll be your friend. I'll do whatever you say." He's like, all right, I'll do this favor for you. But I'll, one day, I'll ask you for a favor. I'll beat the shit out of two guys for you. He's like, I won't kill them, but I'll beat the fuck out of them. Uh, and he does. And they do, yeah. <laughs> and they tell, they get, that scene was ridiculous. Like two ex-boxers. Well, they, they just beat the fuck out of them. Turn them into them. meat. <laughs> I was like, just don't kill them. Yeah, no, sh- no blows to the back or top of the head. Other than that, Cave if they're out of the face in. If they're out of the hospital in less than a month, you're getting demoted. <laughs> 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 and then just beat the, like... I forget exactly how it's phrased, but basically they just slow take their time. Like yeah. it's not like they jump them. They they trick them outside and no they've bribed the cop to not be there and they just slowly beat the shit out of them. It's like one punch at time. Like they're like marathon runners, you know, like they're pacing themselves. <laughs> I gotta just punch him, catch my breath, all right, punch him again. Another guy was the baker. I don't think it really matters, but he was like the guy who had done everything right. He the, always, baker, mm-hmm. the baker wanted uh his his, his POW servant to be allowed to stay in the country and marry his ugly daughter. Yeah. And not be deported. It was like, my daughter's ugly. No one's ever going to love her. I want this guy (laughs) to marry her so she can, so she can stay, but he's like an Atomio W from the war and they're going to deport him right after. He's like, no, I'll make sure I'll talk to the congressman and he can marry your ugly child. They'll have and they'll introduce a special bill for his citizenship. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But that, but that guy had done everything right. Like every Easter and Christmas, he brings over a pie the size of a hubcap <laughs> or a t- truck tire or something like that. It says a giant Sicilian Easter pie. What the fuck that is? Yeah, I don't know what that is. So that was like to contrast the two different types of people in the world. Mm-hmm. And then there's Luca Brazzi, who is the only person that Don fears. Yeah. <laughs> he just kills everything. He's, he's the only um, hitman who kind of works alone. Yes, he doesn't need anyone else. He'll just go fuck. And like... You know, Michael's telling, and it kind of cuts back and forth. Michael explaining characters, and the story is once he killed six guys in a week or something like that. We killed six guys in two weeks. Yeah, or in a day. 
I think it was a week. It was it was a short time. But you know, he's second only to the most famous and most deadly Italian hitman. Uh, you know, Dirty Sal. <laughs> no, Dirty Sal. Sal Salmonella. Still killing people today. Oh man, was that your joke? Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Sal. Dumb. Though he really has a very, sh- he's not in the book very much at he, all. He was a cool character. He should have been around for more. Yeah, like the, the stupid. I think, character. I think they had to establish that there was the threat was real by saying they got the the toughest man in the world. But you ever see the? You've never seen the movie, right? Mm-hmm. The scene where Luca Brasi gets killed is like he's the dumbest hitman ever. Like how he falls for it. Mm-hmm. They just lure him in with vagina. No, they like um, they just like lure him to a meeting. Oh, it's like at, it's like in the a, book. Yeah, yeah but yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to pay him, and he's like. They're like, we're going to give you however many dollars. And he goes, Ming. And they're like, all right, I guess that, I think that means a lot. He's, I swear, he's, he's, I swear to God, he says, Ming. And they call Ming. And he like shakes his hand. And they're like, all right, yeah, that's good. We're what in agreement. What the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. And then he, they, they, he's like just sitting there and he's like, I'll have a cell, I'll have a cigar now. And then there's like three guys that just stand ominously behind him. He's like, cigars, these are great. And then he like tries to do something. He like puts his hand down and stabs a knife into it. So his hand's pinned to the bar. And then they just choke him. But like, this is the hitman who could kill a fucking small army. Yeah. And he falls for this lame shit. Well, he was he was spying, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the I forget which the spy. He was like double agent. Yeah. And uh, he has a favor too, right? It's like, oh no, he, he just, just wants give, to give money. He wants to get make sure he gave the most money, and he does. But this guy, even though he's like an evil psychopath, he respects the Godfather. He said it was why. like it was like only the only man he had chosen to respect. Yeah. For some reason, he's uh, it's never really explained. He's a simple man. Mm-hmm. And then there's Sonny. And there's Sonny. <laughs> and we got a beer for Sonny. This is, uh, I forgot who, one of you guys brought this one for something else. No, I did not. Uh, this was originally supposed to be uh, for Fifty Shades of Grey Part 2. This was gigantic, ginormous <laughs> Imperial IPA. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jimmy brought that. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't remember. It was so long ago. And that was for, that was like four months ago when that came out. Oh, yeah. Into the future. Forever. So... <laughs> Uh, that was about Christian Grey's dick, but this is different because this is about Sonny's dick, <laughs> which is so big. It's eight point eight inches or a percent. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like big. this is how this character is introduced. It, it, he trips whenever he walks. <laughs> there's a there's a a line that that the whores would charge him double once they saw it. <laughs> <laughs> this is such an unnecessary thing to know. But they go In the book, way yeah. far into it too. Yeah, as mm-hmm. does he. <laughs> <laughs> because at the wedding he bangs the bride, the bridesmaid or the maid of honor. Yeah, the I think it's the maid of honor, Lucy Mancini. Yeah, who has the opposite condition? Her <laughs> vagina is too big. You don't find that out till later. Well, she does say because she has a reputation. They say at the wedding scene, and someone's like, you know, she has a reputation. She went to college and oh, she right. fucked some guys, and then she she's thinking to herself about the two dates she went on, and one guy just kind of said, "Hey, you're really big down there," and then she never <laughs> banged anyone again because she felt bad. Yeah. Well, she didn't feel anything, actually, because yeah. there's <laughs> women in it. <laughs> but then she's like, I'm going to bang that dude, and we'll be equal. Yeah. And uh, even weeks later, his insulting words were echoing inside her cavernous <laughs> vagina, <laughs> just bouncing off of its walls. <laughs> so this is an imperial idea. What do you guys think of it? <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's eight. Is it 8.8? Is that what it is? Is that actually happen. how many, inch- how many uh, inches it is? How many? It never says uh, how many inches he actually is. Only, <laughs> only that it's like getting fisted by God. I mean, the wedding scene is just really uh, great to introduce all the characters. And then the last person looking for a favor is Johnny Fontaine. Oh, yeah. 
who yeah. is clearly Frank Sinatra, by the way. Yeah. He's the singer, actor, Guido, who uh, went off to Hollywood, and he was a big star, but then all of a sudden, he's not a big star. Like, he can't, he can't sing, sing anymore. And nobody wants to hire him, because he, like, once hung out with a communist or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. He's, like, on, he's like blacklisted. Also, for, he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah. he's like, he was real. No, he no. He banged it everyone's was, wife. Yeah, he, he banged some, some girl the studio head was after. He was grooming his... Oh, it, yeah. was, it wasn't even, like, the studio head's wife. It was, like... One of the Some starlets that yeah. the studio had wanted to bang, but he banged her first, and he's like, well, you're never going to be on movies again. Yeah. But I think, but they call him like a pinko at one point. I think he had some union yeah, relationship. Yeah, I, I think that, that might have been like another thing. But also, he, well, he, the mob has, has the relationship with the union, so that's like, you know, one step removed. Oh, sure. So then uh, he's like, but he's so ca- casual about it. Listen, Godfather, the Godfather's like, you've done bad things. When you left your wife and your kids... To go chase women and do drugs and party. Oh, they introduce his character before he gets to the wedding. He comes, he's waiting at home for his, like, actress wife to get home. And he, like, she's out banging other dudes. And he comes home and he starts beating her. But, like, not in the face. She, oh, yeah. She, so she'll she wouldn't leave But she just laughs at him. Yeah, she's like, you call him, a, like, a little bitch. She's like, you're not going to hit me for real? Like, what the fuck is this? But she, he it's says, a weird dynamic. If a guy lights her scene well, she'll give him a lay or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. If he does her makeup extra extra well, she'll fucking blow him. Uh, but the guy like. You're not being a real man. You, <laughs> you left your wife and kids like, oh yeah, that's yeah, be the right, that's the right thing. Godfather's like, and you don't hit her in the face like, oh, hmm. I don't know about that advice. <laughs> he's like, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna live in my house for a month and get clean, and then you'll be a big star again. The Godfather doesn't make promises he can't keep. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. And so then the next thing is he sends uh, Tom Hagen, the fixer, over to the studio head, who is the slimiest fucking uh, Harvey like Weinstein character yeah. ever. <laughs> like he's fucking twelve year old girls. With with their mom sitting in the other room. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that happens. And uh, he, I mean, he's got this horse that he loves. Yeah, this is he just he just paid like a you know six hundred grand a billion dollar equivalency of today's money for a <laughs> horse. And he said he's going to retire it and get it to fuck all the other horses. Yep. And uh, uh, when the studio head says no, I will. I'm not putting that asshole in a movie ever. Yeah, even though he's perfect for the role, that's how important my principles are to me. <laughs> and Godfather shows some of my principles. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is one of the most famous scenes in the the movie. Yeah, is the guy wakes up in his bed the next morning, and his feet are like in slushy, gross wetness. Like, what is that? And it's the horse's head is in the bed with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they killed his six hundred thousand dollar horse <laughs> to send him a message. <laughs> and then the next, by the end of the afternoon, they're like, "All right, you report to that movie shoot on Monday, kid." I really thought that scene didn't, even though it's super famous, it kind of didn't have to be there. I mean, it establishes the like the, the lengths that the mafia will go to like get yeah. their way. And the I reach guess, of his power and like, the reach of what his, he could do. But still, they're like straight Long Island, but he still got reach in L.A. But still, I mean, just the fact that they kept that scene in the movie, but they cut the rest of the Johnny Fontaine stuff. It was like, well, well why did they put it in the it's movie? It's very visual. That's true. That's true. It's dramatic. And it's just a, it's a short, it's an easy way to show how powerful he is. And it's also kind of different than what, you know, standard mob movies are where mm-hmm. they usually just be, and I, he killed him, you know, here. It's kind of, it's creative. Yeah. It's a colorful sure. thing. But there's a lot, there's a lot of scenes in the book that should have been, that were cut out of the movie uh, for good reason. This is yeah. what I, I kind of dug. And then the real conflict for the first half of the book really is that the other families are trying to pressure Corleone into trafficking drugs. They want to use his political connections to make sure that they're, Couriers don't get busted. Yeah, because he owns like, every judge. I don't yeah. want to get involved in drugs. It's bad. I want to stick to my usual stuff. Just gambling, prostitution. They don't do prostitution. racketeering. He doesn't do prostitution. No, like the other families, they do prostitutes and drugs. He does gambling and uh, smuggling. I get and just like you know political fencing. connections and shit like that. 
I guess also bookmaking, but that's also just gambling. So, okay, I guess so. Because he was like, I think maybe they did a little bit of a little bit of hose, but uh, <laughs> for the most part, they're known as just the gamblers, and he has all the political connections. Well, let's have this beer because whatever crime they're doing, they are a bunch of gangsters. And this is apparently a repeat for us. This is Radiant Pig's Gangster Duck. I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure, but anything's possible. I feel like we have. This is a hoppy red ale. It kind of has like a tea-like taste to it. I don't, I get like a I don't see quality. a location at all. Yeah, that's fine. Is that oh, just no, New York. It's old? Yeah. New York. New York, New York. Oh, cool. Yes. It's okay. It does not taste like an IPA to me. Maybe it's just because IPA now means so much more extreme. This tastes like a thing. beer. It's one of those ones that just tastes like beer. It's, it's, it does smell and taste a little hoppier than average. Yeah. I do get, I do, I do get your tea flavor, though. Yeah, there's definitely Is it a, possible this is just old? It is. I mean, I bought it two weeks ago. But it's not that old. Two weeks. I, mean, I, I don't know how been, long it was on the shelf. Who knows? I mean, it can't, it can't be a year old, can it? I mean, Some stores are shitty no, and they'll do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this one, I went to this pretty serious beer store. They usually have fresh shit, but could have snuck by. So anyway, the gangsters do this and got the goth. I was like, no, it is bad. I will not do it. the bad guy, what, Salazzo? Salizzi? Salami or something, yeah. Salavi. Salazzo. The Turk. The Turk, because he looks ethnic. <laughs> or he's a Turkish wife. But he also <laughs> looks ethnic or some shit like that. It's amazing that you can get a nickname based on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> the nicknames are never that clever. No, no. But, I mean, it'd be funny if the nickname was... He saw a dog once. It's Tommy Dogs. <laughs> that is kind of how it works. Like, yeah. You ever see this scene in, uh, well, there's in uh, Goodfellas? Like, they're introducing all the people that, like, that long, a famous shot, like, the long take, and everyone's like, but there's, like there's Joey two times or whatever, and he's like, because he always said everything two times. <laughs> and he goes like, hey, I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. This got to see Goodfellas. This, this uh, guy has OCD. And then uh, there's a similar scene in uh, Bronx Tale. There's a big fat guy, and like, that's Jojo the whale. <laughs> they, well, they say once his shadow killed a dog. <laughs> Sonny always said you could watch him getting fatter by the hour. <laughs> so some of the nicknames actually are bad, I guess. Yeah. All right, so that's the comment. Don's, Don Corleone says no. He doesn't want to do drugs because he thinks drugs are bad. Or he says, it brings too much heat. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not about uh, ethics. It's just yeah, about... It's just like, there's no I way... Mean, maybe it is a little bit. He has a weird sense of, like, morality. Mm-hmm. Like, he's totally okay to killing least, someone yeah. for fun, but... Well, not like, for fun. It's always for a purpose. For a purpose. For, but just like, for respect. For almost nothing. But, like, oh, drugs, ah, they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, a lot, there's, a, there's a lot of racism in the book, too. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Italians mm-hmm. in the 1990s. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 1920s. Just speaking from my experience with the Italian part of my family, there was, there was a lot of casual like racism. Dr- drugs are for the blacks, you know. Yeah, that sort of thing. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. But All that's not parts. the word they would have used. No, no, it's not. The no, word it's not. <laughs> they call them animals. Yeah. Just, just, just let them, just let the, just you know what, live in there because like they're just animals. hedonism world they live in where they do drugs and don't stay with their families and kill each other and whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that is that. That sounds familiar. I think yeah. I've heard some more things. <laughs> so the the sort of then the next big thing that happens is they try to kill the Godfather. Like literally, the Godfather and and Fredo are trying to leave one day, trying to leave their office in Midtown or wherever, wherever they have their office. And two gunmen they go and they just shoot the Godfather. Just walk out on the street, pistols, shoot, him, in to the shoot butt. him, and they shot him like four times. <laughs> he gets in somehow, yeah. yeah, he does get shot in the butt. He gets shot like five times, like once in the chest or like the back, and the rest yeah. are like dumb shots. Mm-hmm. And Fredo cries like a little girl and yeah. does nothing. He like stumbles for his gun to defend him, but then just ends up sitting on the curb and weeping because Fredo sucks. Yeah, he's a bitch. Yep. And then it turns out that the, the uh, limo driver guy had called in sick. Yeah. And it was like the third time he called in sick. Like, hmm, he's doing him. He's going to die now. Yeah. 
And they say in the, mo- the line in the movie, I don't remember if it is in the book, but they're like, what happened to Paulie here? You know, and oh, Paulie? Oh, you won't see Paulie no more. That's <laughs> what they say. I think Clemenza says that in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. They might, if they do, they say it later after, like, after they uh, discuss everything. Sure. Uh, but he's, they, the Godfather then is recuperating, but then they try to take a hit on him again. And I'll uh, have this, because they didn't have this. This is Sure Shot, from, also from Gun Hill, I believe. Yes. And this is an India Pale Lager. This is in the, the Bronx. It's an Ipple. 6.1%. Are you okay? No. <laughs> Mike, it's early. This smells lovely. I it like does. It. it has a really nice hoppy smell. Like it's, that kind very, of it's very interesting. Piney kind of smell, maybe? It tastes like a pine tree, though. It's, dry, it's really dry. It's so dry, it's almost sand. <laughs> sure. No, not really. No. But it's, it smells... About a billion times better than the taste. If I could have like a candle that's ended like this, I would light that shit all the time, son. You would just smell like my house always smells like beer. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't really smell Um, like beer, though. I like it. I mean, it definitely very piney, very piney hop flavor, but I like it. I think it's good. Well, yeah, so so sure shot because they tried to kill him. It's okay. Almost a great This is where... This is where Michael saves him at the hospital. He like moves rooms or something? Well, uh, he goes to check on his, his father. And all the guards have been removed. You know, they're, you know, 11 big dudes in tracksuits with gold chains. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they didn't have tracksuits in the 40s, but they probably should have. <laughs> and all the guys are gone. He's like, hey, bippity bobbity, where'd everybody go? And they're like, oh, the police sent them home. And it's like, ah, oh, they're out to get him. Because, you know, every leave. single cop in this book is dirty as fuck. And they're all Irish, yeah. by the way. Like, well, oh, I mean, McCluskey. That was, was kind of true. Oh, Hanlon and whatever. They're, they're all Irish names. And so Michael and they moves to take him. bribes to pay for their 11 children. Yeah, well, yeah. But they also they said the thing about the cops taking bribes is like, that's a totally reasonable part. Like, they've got to get paid to do what they do. And, and the head cop dude, he was known as the reasonable one. Yeah. Because like, he would take only reasonably sized bribes. Like, he didn't he, demand he, too much. Let, they wouldn't reasonable. let you get away with, like, violence. But if you're, you know, like, gambling and whoring, you mm-hmm. know, they'll take their cut and they'll beat you up. And no one fuck with the cops as long as you got them in their cut. They're fine. Yep. Until Michael came along. Anyway, yeah. And so Michael, he's arrived. He's Trissy's father. And it's like, where are all the guards? So he, thanks to his plan, he like moves his father to a different room. And like and then that other random baker dude shows up. And then, right, it's the baker he, call, he calls in the baker. Yeah. He calls in the baker. Or he calls in the... And the butcher and the candlestick maker. Yeah, and all of them. they <laughs> stand out in front is, making is it, is it, it look it like the baker the or is it the, the kid that they're going to get a citizenship? The That's the baker. That's the baker's son-in-law. It's the it's ba- the baker's, potential son-in-law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He ended up showing up with, a, with flowers because he wanted to see the godfather at the same time. He's like, stand out here, put your collar up, look like you have a gun in your pocket, and we'll, and we'll just... And that way, when the real hitmen show up, they'll be scared. They'll Luckily, think they really he was are guards. already wearing his finest tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Adidas. <laughs> Only Adidas. But, and purple. I was so yeah, surprised. Well, you know, it really pops. That's, that's the one that's his favorite, yeah. It's ostentatious, but it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michael was in his blue one, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to clash. Yeah, for sure. They went for a Prince theme. So anyway, the actual hitmen, they drive by, but they, they just keep on driving because they do figure, oh, the guards are still there. Because they're, they're, like, out front on the street. And then two seconds later, the, the actual, like, crooked police dude, like a, he's like a captain, police captain shows up. And was like, what is going on here? Irish Mick... Island boy, Steen. What the fuck is his name? McCluskey <laughs> or something. Is it like McCluskey? That. something like that. Something like yeah. that. I'm not gonna look it up. I'm sorry. Uh, Seamus, <laughs> Patty O'Toole. Actually, and I then, knew a kid growing me Patty O'Toole. And then the Patty policeman, O'Toole. and then the police, and the police captain dude is pissed because he took this money to have the guards go away, and now the Godfather's still alive. Uh, and so he's pissed. So he goes up to Michael. Who do you think you are? 
and they like punch him in the face. He fucking punches him as hard as like a meteor strike. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he permanently disfigures him for the rest of the fucking book, almost. Because he's he gets that surgery, yeah. yeah he, like, knocks out, he knocks out a bunch of his teeth and makes him look like the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he got hit with Sonny's dick. <laughs> <laughs> they did knock out the teeth to make room. <laughs> Ming. I'm telling you, watch the movie. He's like, oh, Ming. And he says it. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, so now at that point... Michael is pissed. This is when, because before in the book, Michael wanted to not have anything to do with, with you know, the, the family business. The family, yeah. And wanted to just, like, be a regular dude. What did he want to do instead? Uh, well, after he wanted to, to be a pilot. He, he was just going to, he wanted to be a professor, a math professor. Was that it? Yeah. Some okay. weird shit like that. Like, oh, what a nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now he realizes, I'm going to use that calculus to cook with these books. Nice, <laughs> nice Protestant wife in Connecticut. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are two children and a dog. But he uh, now he's like driven to, he's like, oh, f- fuck that. That has awoken the evil Guido in me. Like he was just standing there suddenly like a wife beater emerged through his skin and he just was suddenly <laughs> wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> his hair got three times more gelled than it was before. It was like a small afro grew on his hip, chest. Just <laughs> fur. Just popped his out. track suit grew three sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, I was pissed. That all happened. So now, because uh, at this point in the book, Sonny is because he's the oldest son is like running the. He's running taken the, over, and he is like very violent. He like he's goes impulsive. in. He's very impulsive. He like has one of the other family's children assassinated, and he's got like guards. All yeah, over the place he has. And, he has some people killed. He's like. Uh, he's he's one out of for them revenge. is the son of the. Te- Tatalia? Tatalia. Tatalia. I don't know how to fucking say that. Tatalia. 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 The Tatalias were like backing Salazzo. Yeah, exactly. And so they had one of the Tatalias killed because that's fun. Well, the thing is that Sonny can't really think straight because half the blood's in his dick. So it doesn't go to his head. Goes to his bigger head. It does. Yeah, and so at this point, they had to plan for... Oh, because Salazzo wants to just talk because Salazzo didn't end up killing the Godfather. Godfather's and still now alive. So now, yeah, now we know he's fucked. So they're like, I'm going to call a truce, but we have to go talk about it. So it'll just be... We'll just meet at a restaurant, you know, and it'll just be myself, the the police captain, and one person from your family. And Michael, this, I guess. This part is uh, introduces my favorite characters in the whole book, the Bonchichichios, or whatever the fuck they're called. Remember, like the professional hostages. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Like, they're like the a family from Sicily family. who are too dumb to have their own family, because <laughs> you know, they're just all like super vengeful, and they were like wiped out by Mussolini because they was like, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm going to go fight the Italian army." Like, there's like eight of you dudes, <laughs> <laughs> and so now in the new world, they get by on. Uh, selling themselves as professional hostages. They're like a neutral arbitrator. <laughs> yeah, so they'll like thing. they will volunteer a member of their family to go with either side, and if the meat goes wrong or it's a hit, then the family will kill that person. And because the other guy fucked them over, the Bontachichios <laughs> will take that as a personal affront and will throw themselves like suicidal lemmings and destroy that family. So they're like it's like a failsafe. <laughs> oh, they're gonna is angry Guido army coming to get you. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but I like yeah. to believe that it's true. Well, if you're gonna believe all the crap, and weren't they they like the the trash business? What was their yeah, they like, were like they were trash like collectors. Industry. They were trash collectors upstate. 
they were, they were trash collectors, and the reason why they, they became a mafia family is because like other trash, other people started pick up trash, and they were like, "No, fuck you, <laughs> we will fuck you up. This is our fucking trash." This is the weirdest shit. And then they went all mafia on them. <laughs> but sanitation is one of those like stereotypical mob. It jobs. still is. I think I've heard Tony it, Soprano was involved. It's in. like still in uh, in Naples. Like the mob runs all trash collection, and like no one picked up the garbage in months or years. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of guys sitting in their tracksuits. I'm not getting this dirty. Do you think the Italians in Italy wear tracksuits, or is that just an American thing? I think they. I think everyone in Europe wears tracksuits, actually. Everyone, all, the, all the, everyone in Italy, they wear tracksuits. They just have. A, okay. They actually speak Italian properly. <laughs> also, Russians. Russians too. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like a Venn diagram of it's, Italy and Russia is the tracksuit. It's in the like middle. A, <laughs> some, somehow became like the mob uniform as a tracksuit. I don't get why they don't run. Run that a, crime racket, I guess. Because they're like kind of expensive. And Are so, they? I think they wore at one point in time. It's because it's like name brand shit. Like they're not yeah. wearing a. You know the Models brand tracksuit. They're wearing the Adidas, Adidas whatever yeah. the higher. Well, Adidas is like a more prestige sneaker at one point in time. Now they're not really, but yeah, I wear them. <laughs> <laughs> they are officially dead. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not cool anymore. They roam all over Coliseum floors. I think they wear that, and all the women wear velour suits actually all the time. Yeah, which is basically just a soft tracksuit. Yes, it's a she, a she tracksuit. <laughs> and they also in America, the difference is they all have blowouts in their hair. That's true. Yeah, and uh, or it looks like they. Licked their finger and just stuck it in a light socket <laughs> in, a, in a wind tunnel. <laughs> and like, my hair's done now. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. So anyway, this is like a definitely a really famous part of the movie where uh, they threw some inside spy on to some some person working for the Corleones who's actually spying for the spying for the Corleones on the other thing. They figure out what, they find out where the restaurant's going to be for this meeting. No, he calls he calls the, the police station and they say, hey. Where's the captain going to be tonight? And it was, the captain no, it was has a, to leave. It was a crooked cop on their payroll okay, that yeah. fa- found it out and called Because like the, the captain has to be, like, people have to know where he is at all times in case mm-hmm. something happens. Yeah, so he says, oh, uh, f- you know, between it's gonna be a Lu- eight Luke and Casey's nine. restaurant yeah. or something. In the Bronx. Not an Italian restaurant in the Bronx. And like, okay. And, and, and so... Uh, c- c- Michael volunteers Clemenza. to go. Cl- Clemenza. I was going to say Costanza, but... Like, <laughs> <laughs> Clemenza <laughs> oranges, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> Clemenza has a guy hide a gun behind the toilet. And I'm Michael. sure they pronounced it turlet, though, just so you know. <laughs> that's definitely how they would have said turlet. it. That's how my Italian grandma, angry grandmother, said it. Like, oh, my, where, oh, he's in the turlet? Oh, all right. He said turlet all that the time. Like a, that's like a weird Pennsylvania thing. Well, I'm that's not very good they, at the rest of that sentence. I can't too. do the accent for it. But turlet, I remember being like, what the fuck is a turlet? <laughs> that's where you put your turlets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> you let your turds in the turtlet. <laughs> and so halfway through the meeting, Michael is like, can I go to the bathroom? And so they go. <laughs> Michael, Michael has volunteered to kill them both. Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, Mikey, stepping up. Bippity boppity. Oh, man. <laughs> well, look yeah, out. Exactly. The and boy be- is back in town. And before, <laughs> before Michael had got punched in the face, he was like, I don't want anything to do with this mafia nonsense. And now he's like, no, I have to do this. Yeah, he got and punched like, once. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to start killing everybody. Yep. And so... He comes out with the gun and shoots them both in the head a couple times, and then he has to flee to Sicily. And he has to get a bigger pair of pants with them balls. <laughs> and Mikey, boy, your balls grew two sizes. He's got a container for him and a freight container for his balls next door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we definitely need to open another pier. I, do we? <laughs> we're really only like a third of the way through the book. I think we, could, we, need, to, we need to speed this up. We're going to be for like four hours talking yeah. about this shit. And then they all minutes. kill people. And, and then literally in the book, it's Sonny like... Is, Sonny's running things for a while. In the book, it's like one year they're later. All, they're, all, they're all camped out at the, the Don's cul-de-sac. His compound. Yeah, and, in, and, Long, and Long Beach. Long, Long, Long Beach, yeah. 
And they're all like running their operations out of there, hence this beer. Which is the, the nexus of the crisis. I, I thought that that was a, uh, an album by uh, Dream Theater. <laughs> it's definitely also a Dream Theater album. <laughs> Speaking of Portnoy. <laughs> this oh is from Single Cut. Even though there were many cuts in this book. Which is not how they were able to circumcise Sonny. It took like four cuts. <laughs> there was like a whole sausage. Did. <laughs> it is an Imperial Coffee Stout. 11% alcohol. Woohoo! Cheers, gentlemen. I-, I thought you would like this one. We'll find out. I do like this one. It's intense coffee. Yeah. It's coffee the beer. This is coffee yeah. the beer. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. I think uh, it'd be better if it was a little more balanced out there with something else in there. It says co- chocolate and vanilla, but all it tastes is coffee. Yeah, I, I don't get those other flavors. But it is not, it's not bad. And I'll tell you the one thing is I do not taste the alcohol for such a strong beer. No. Yeah, that, that's, it's strong. Not the best for a June day. I have a cut in my mouth <laughs> and it fucking burns. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, please cut my jaw off and end this. Oh, yeah. Is this one they explain going to the mattresses? That doesn't happen yet. Going to the mattress. Yeah. Well, Actually, they do. Yeah. Going to the mattresses is their phrase for going to war where they rent out an apartment and put a lot of mattresses on the floor. It's like, okay, that's. Yeah, it was really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, what an interesting saying. Well, so that all their guys are like, like on call all the time with their. The guns and they're just ready to go at all at all times and they're just they're a bunch but, of different button men. Even bunch of different no apartments. On will be. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were called button men. I don't yeah, know they were. But I guess I don't know what the etymology of that is, but I'm going to make one up right now. It's because they they button up a situation and you know put an end to it. I think that's uh, I think that's it's correct. Reasonable. It's yeah, just say. it's just simple enough for it to be plausible for any of these other guys' explanations. Or because uh, when they shoot you, it's like they press the button that makes your bowels come out. Oh 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 oh! And you <laughs> shit your pants there, pussy man. <laughs> Oh, look out. Oh, oh. <laughs> so then they go to war, and Michael hides in Sicily for a few years and meets... Uh, He's gone Ap- for years. Apollonia. Yeah. yeah, he finds a nice, hot, young bride. She's hot in the movie. You see some, uh, some weird boobies. What? You see, her, you see her boobies. She has, like, some, like... Why is he weird, though? What because is, she's Italian, and she's, you know... Uh, what the fuck does that mean? Let me finish my sentence, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, had, she's, like, kind of like t- olive complexion, but she has the pinkest nipples you've ever seen, so they look like they're in... Like, it looks like a... A photograph was taken, and then like the hue was changed. <laughs> it's just she's like in sepia. Yes. Okay. So he meets her, and he gets married well, they, to her. They like have, and like, they have that was one of this is one of the stupidest parts in the whole book, where he like sees her, and then they have like, like a I saying. I have to fuck that. And there's a saying for it. It's like struck by lightning. The or thunder, something? thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. There you go. ACDC. Oh. Th- <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going. I'm going to take you down the highway to hell. And and he, he has hell's to, bells. And, and he has to convince. I mean, he's uh, all sort of all alone in Italy, except he's actually being protected he, like, by he, a like, different lives, mafia. He dude lives in, in like this palazzo estate where he's like just roams around inside the walls all the time with his shepherd friends who carry yeah. shotguns. Uh, Michael has to convince her father because she's like a teenager, you know. So he has to convince her father. Almost no convincing. Yeah, very little. He brought him a gift. Come on, like, wow, you're nice. And have some <laughs> have some of this wine. Yeah. Oh, make it a wine. Oh. It's like, excuse me, sir, your daughter's really hot. Here is a thing. Oh, you could marry my daughter. Yep. They're made within like a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very, they're, they're, it's very fast. And then uh, she gets killed. Mm-hmm. She gets blown up. And mo- we also skipped the entirety of America because they don't, they, they avoid Michael's story for like oh, half yeah, the Oh, let's finish yeah. him in Sicily. I mean, they're kind, of, they're kind of like concurrent. Yeah. But in the movie, she has another great line where he's like, Apollonia, you need to practice your English. And she's like, I know English. I'm Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're so hot, but dumb. So someone finds out, they find out that he's 
there somehow. They find out he's there. But also... It's like the shepherds know. The shepherds saw him out or something, right? No, everybody... Well, yeah, the shepherd is on... One of the shepherds on the take, and he puts the car bomb Yeah, because he sees him running car. away in the movie. Here yeah. that but Apollonia is in the car, because she's going to... Because she's learning she how to drive. She the drive. And I'm she not blows drive. herself up. He's like, oh. If there's one thing I wanted her to blow, week. it was not herself up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, all right. I gotta go back to come home. home. Find another piece of tail. But in the meantime, many things have happened back home. Oh, yeah, Sonny. Sonny gets got. Yeah. He gets murked. Because uh, the Carlo, the son-in-law, who beats Connie's the husband. dick out of her all the time. It's, it's starting on the night of the wedding. Yeah. The oh, way. yeah. He's like That's the right. whole wedding. He's got wedding. a big purse full of money, and he beats her until she lets go of it. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to give her a black eye. And like, well, that's marital bliss. He sells out Sonny. And that's another iconic scene mm-hmm. at the Jones Beach toll booth. Yeah. Where uh, the most lovely of places, James Caan, who is not Italian, but... Who is James Caan? He's Sonny in the movie. Oh, he's Sonny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he plays a good Italian. Uh, he's got a hairy chest and curly hair, so... He plays an Italian in almost everything well, he's been in. Well, you know, I think... Uh, the way stereotypes work, the chosen people and the Italians, there's like a James great... Khan is Jewish? Yes. There's a huge overlap in like stereotypes about those cultures, like overly dramatic and certain like emphasis on family and on food sort of things. And, Talking and, with their hands. But certain physical things like the curly hair, like there's certain things that overlap. So yeah, there's a lot of... Who's it? Sebastian Maniscalco said, Italians and the Jews, same company, different divisions. Or something like that was a joke. So there's a lot of movies where like an Italian person... Like a Jewish person plays an Italian person. Like Jason Biggs is not Jewish. He's an Italian person. He's Italian. Really? Italian American, yeah. Holy shit. But he plays a, he's always a Jewish character. He's saving Silverman. He's his dad's like, Eugene Levy. His dad is <laughs> always Eugene Levy. And he could, he could pass. I had no idea. Yeah. So James Caan gets lured out there because the, the sister Cause, calls him. Like, he beats the, the shit out of the too dude much. beat the shit out of Connie. And so Again. Connie calls home. Oh, but there's this, first, he beats the dick out of Carlo in the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. First, that, the first time he beat Connie. Sonny goes down and fight. What's the good dude's name again? Carlo, Carlo, Rizzi, Rizzi, Rizzi or something. Anyway, Rizzi. goes and like beats the shit out of him in the street because right they gave there. they gave him in like a, with his dick. Yeah, <laughs> they gave him like a small bookmaking operation to run, but he's yeah. too stupid, so he beat the shit out of him. And then they gave him like a union job, just like well, a regular, he's like an electrician or some shit. Well, because Corleone said that guy's never part of the business. We'll take care of him. He's too stupid. He's but he, you couldn't trust him because isn't isn't he a half? Is he the one that's a half breed? No, There's somebody that's know. half Sicilian, half like northern Italian, and like he's only a half. Oh, breed. right, might be him, yeah, yeah, that might be him. I yeah. think it's him. And that's I why forgot, I can't like, trust half him. Half northern Italian is a different thing. Well, up until 18 what 50, there was different countries. I don't think that's how they were thinking it. Well, it's also <laughs> different languages and vast like yeah, they always said like, like oh, they spoke to each other in the Sicilian dialect, which, which is basically just. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 sort of the same it's thing the that French happens of in Italian. Exactly, I was gonna say it's like in French, we just cut off half the letters in a word, and you're like, we don't need those words. We don't need those words. It's like speaking in Morse code. Like, I've tried to look up... I mean, my grandma used to say certain Italian words to us, mostly, like, food words and those name for your penis. But she Why would your mom... Why would your grandma talk to you about the name for your penis? When we were little boys, and she would give us a bath or something like that, and we're three or four, like, my brother's two years younger than us, she's like, get in the bath, boys. It's a good. We'll make it a clean. And then she's, go clean your pishy. I'm like, what's a pishy? It's basically... That's another similarity with Judaism, is, like, you know, like the... The Yiddish words. The yeah. Yiddish words that kind of just schmutz into each other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you smear them around. Yeah, so Pishy was uh, was a dick, but also it could have been a vagina because it means fucking fish, I think. <laughs> and then oh, when, we'd, sense, when yeah. we'd cry and like for not getting our way, she's like, quit it with your Pishy eyes. <laughs> like, we have dick eyes? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but she's got Pishy eyes all the time to us. <laughs> but I've tried to like, I, I would try to look up like once the internet was a thing and you know, I was like, oh, what was that word grandma used to say? <laughs> and I'd try to f- fucking phonetically spell it. 
And like, there's nothing there. Like, did you mean this word that's four times as long and has no common letters yes. with that? Oh, I did, apparently. Like, was she from here or there? Yeah, she was from here. Okay. Um, that's why she only knew the foods and dick. Exactly. So, like, one thing she, we see a lot was pasta, pasta fajoule. Oh, the fajoule. But, but she was like, pasta fajoule. Like, she was like, the F was so hard. It's like a B, pasta fajoule. Like, what else? Pasta fajoule is like with beans. But the way she said it, like, pasta, pasta fajoule, huh? I don't know what that means, Grandma. Bejeweled? Uh, yeah, bejeweled, yeah. <laughs> My grandma made that game. <laughs> All the Italians are very confused. Like, this game is about the pasta? It's about the beans? Yeah. They think that the jewels are beans, and they have to, like, break the beans <laughs> apart. I like how the one stereotype that we're not even considering cutting is making fun of the Italian people this whole episode. Because nope. those are all true. <laughs> you say one vaguely racist thing every once in a while. Like, Guys, that has to go. No one could ever hear that. This book is just a book of stereotypes about Italians. But according to you, it's also a manual on how to be Italian. It kind of is. <laughs> I mean, they don't need one. They already act like that. Like, they wouldn't know how to read it if they had it anyway. So then... Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they get fucking olive oil over the pages. the dude up. And then, like, months later, the dude, the guy... What's the fucking name again? Carlo. Carlo beats up Connie again in a pretty traumatic scene in both the book and the movie. Yep. Where she's like he beats flipping the shit out. out of her. Yeah, definitely. Because he's out like banging then, other ladies. And, and she's like, hey, she don't calls, do that, please. And then she calls back home and Sonny is either answers or finds out and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill that guy. And like literally. And they, he means it. And then Sonny as he drives as he drives out there, he has to stop at the toll booth and that's where he gets assassinated. Yep. And they shoot him about a trillion times. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to bring in a second truck of ammunition to keep shooting. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It goes on and on and on, yeah. And then uh, they're like, oh, fuck. I mean, does that mean Fredo's in charge? No. Fredo, has, never never thought Fredo has been shipped off to Vegas, Vegas to run yeah. a casino because he's too useless to do anything. And how do you lose money at a casino? Ask Donald Trump. But uh, <laughs> Fredo, also, uh, Fredo he, apparently he, was fine. Fredo at. loses a lot. Well, he runs the casino and he bangs anything that moves. Like every waitress. They have a professional like abortion doctor. Two out at there. a time. <laughs> and one of the other useless subplots about everything the abortion doctor who fixes all the abortions and who repairs Lucy Mancini's <laughs> giant <laughs> vagina. <laughs> This is this is a, sub, a substantial part of the book. I, this yeah. was not it's a short. full like fifth of the book. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a big vagina. Guys. <laughs> they needed so many pages to describe it. Whoa! <laughs> it was. I remember like this is going on a long time. <laughs> yeah. About their like her love affair with Doctor Siegel, the abortionist slash vagina reconstruction artist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he fucking. He's like banging banging her. And he's like, oh yeah, I could tell with my doctor's cock what's wrong with your vagina. <laughs> it's it's a cavern. <laughs> I'm spelunking right now. <laughs> it's it's very odd. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Weird. It's really completely unrelated to the fucking rest of the book. It is. It well, she got sent out there because she was Sunny's mistress for a long time. But she was also had no. She had no record, so they had her. Her name was on. She was helping. She was. She was like made a partial owner of the hotel or something. In name really only yeah. though, because yeah. she yeah. had a clean. But it was just the whole thing. The whole subplot was totally useless. It was aside so from dumb. just being hilarious about her giant <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a gas. It was an actual was like a medical tear. condition. <laughs> it's like, this is something, well, like a weak pelvic floor. Yes. Yeah. And but the doctor <laughs> says, I'm going to be the first guy in medical history <laughs> to have the before and after and test it out. Like, that's a weird fucking thing to say, dude. You're going to be in the journals. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then she's happy. Yeah. She has a functioning vagina. She and she's a not, strong pelvic floor. She's not just swallowing men whole anymore with it. <laughs> It's like a Venus flytrap. It's like it's like a little <laughs> shop of horrors. <laughs> so then everybody is fucked, and Michael comes back 
Well, don't forget about the 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 meeting, the like the five, five families. families like Well, yes. The the, uh, the well, also okay, the it also Vito wakes up from his, you know, slumber after being shot so many times and they said we have to have a meeting to call for peace. Let's have a beer for that. This one's called Big Vagina Ale. <laughs> I should open this earlier. No, this is uh this is called Plum Gosa. Yeah, what the hell? What does that have to do with anything, dude? Uh, it is an ale brewed with Italian plums. And that is all we need. Which was the name of... That's what Sonny's balls were called. They were the size of cantaloupe. <laughs> the Italian plums. <laughs> it's... I, have it's you ever like seen purple. a plum? Even a regular... If you're, each ball was the size of a plum. <laughs> that's impressive it's like a, enough. It's like a small fist, yeah? They're pretty large. It's, uh, it's got a hue to it. Uh, Gosa, we know, is like a sour kind of thing. I don't um, know what a plum tastes like. Honestly, it's not a super strong flavor. No. When you eat plums, they're really watery. They're kind of like watermelon. Ooh. Ooh. No. Uh, okay. A ripe... Well, okay. Oh, is this like a pears? A super ripe plum. <laughs> it's kind of like... It, it will definitely be very, very mushy and watery, but also sweet, but... It's like a big grape. They have a pit? No. Right? Yeah, they have a pit. Yeah. They're, they're related to like a peach. Okay. Yeah. They're purple, yeah? Mm-hmm. I have a plum tree in my yard. Every year, motherfucking birds eat all the plums. This year, I got one plum, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat that before it's too late, before the birds get to it. And it was like a rock. I was too early. That's normal for yeah. you. Yeah, I was like, this is worse than a pear. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. So this must be a light, if four and a half percent. And this is by Two Roads, soured in our tanker truck, it says. In a truck? That's what it, what it says. Okay. Which, you know, it's not Teamsters as as Union, the mob. Bada bing. <laughs> it is not nearly as tart as I thought it was going to be. The first one was, but the second one was okay. Sippy man? As usual, yeah. It was, Maybe, it's, uh, it's, it's like getting kicked in the teeth, and then it's like, oh, actually, this is fine. Now, now that this, I don't have this teeth, one is not bad. The other one sour one was not. Maybe it's just not because I've been making a conscious effort to drink way more sour beers, so I could figure it out. And they don't I, even taste like beer to me. Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't know. Did we talk about this? Like, I talked to a guy once, and I was complaining. I was at a bar, and I was like, I really don't like sours. And he's like, I said, because it just doesn't taste like a beer. And he said, you, gotta, you have to almost have to think of it as it's a different thing. It's not. like If you compare it to other beers, you're always going to be confused or, or disappointed. But if you think of it as its own product, like that's a sour. Like, don't even call it a beer. It's like a sour, and that's its own thing, its own realm. Then you could make judgments over which ones are better or worse or which ones you like more or not, which I kind of thought was a good idea because then I'm not comparing. Like, obviously, this has nothing to do with a double IPA or a stout or it's a different kind of amber. Yeah. So, but whereas those have a lot more in common, it's like a wine cooler. It kind of is. But then there's the, the there a lot crazy, of funky ones where you're so. like, ooh. And I'm, but but these they're more and more accessible now. I think it's like a growing thing that people are, are drinking them for just kind of their refreshing quality mm, juice. Yeah. All right. So there's a big meeting. Five families. And he's like, I'm going to bring, I need to bring my son Michael home. And they like find a way to pin the murders he did on somebody else who was already on death row. Yeah. For yeah. some other dumb reason. And all the families agree to peace. They're yeah. like, you killed my son. I killed your son. We're cool, right? Like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, Salazzo, Salazzo's dead. Yeah, he shot yeah. him in the head. So. Yeah, the Tatalias are all like, oh, we want to bring drugs in. It's like, oh, whatever. I, does he, so he's like, okay, Does fine. he agree to use his connections? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, if not, they're going to get wiped out. Because not enough of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're one-fifth at most of yeah. the families. Which is a real thing, by the way. The, yeah. The five, though it's not the Corley, like their, their names are different. But there are, that is a real thing since like the 30s. Because I thought, is that like a, is that like a Hollywood thing? Because like, it just kind of sounds cool, like the five families. The alliteration is great. But it's, uh, it's a real thing. And there's a, there is a real thing, that the commission, like there's no one who's the head of all the families, though I think that's kind of where Michael ends up at the end of the book. They, uh, in real... Yeah, because everybody else is dead. Well, yeah, but in real life, like they kind of all, at least, at least in the height of the, the mob days of the 40s, 50s, and 60s, 
they they did meet and they had their the, the meeting of the five heads would meet and they'd make decisions. It wasn't like uh, one guy could be like, I'm in charge. I'm the capo di to di capo <laughs> or whatever. Copy. Yeah, I don't know the words. Head of all head of all heads or something. Anyway. So they bring back Michael. Michael's got a grand plan. He's got a grand plan to make the family legitimate. Like get out of all the illegal stuff and just move the whole family to Vegas and just be in the the casino industry. But also have revenge. Yeah. By killing all the other motherfuckers anyway. Yes, by killing everyone that wronged them all at once. And it's like, peace. It was, it was the mob equivalent of a mic drop. <laughs> Kill everyone, mm-hmm. leave. Yeah. And in the movie, it's a really dramatic scene because it's while he's That's literally yeah. becoming a godfather. I forget of whose kid. I think it was Connie's. Okay, yeah. Probably. And or was it his own? No, no he no, can't no, be your own kid's godfather. He doesn't have a kid. No, he's, he, at that point, he's married to... Uh, Kay. Oh, like Kay. Late, later on, yeah. yeah. But uh, he gets back with Kay, even mm-hmm. though he had that child bride. But she dies, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like a mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool scene because he's, like, he's taking the vows, and they're like, "Do you swear to never to renounce Satan and all of his works?" And then it cuts to like all of his goons just fucking murdering guys mm-hmm. on his command, and he's like, "I do." <laughs> and they like they kill Carlo for betraying the family. And then kill Carlo in the. Mo- Later, they kill Carlo. It's, it's they, they almost kill everyone it's the same at the day. same time. They choke him out in the car. Yeah, yeah. It, which is actually not. They don't. They don't show that during the christening, but they sh- they show all the other five families. Yeah, they shoot the one guy shot. who's in the bed with the whore. And then there's like the, in the elevator. Yeah, where Clemenza's got like the. It's got shotgun yeah, the, like, uh, in a big box. Yeah. One one of their like head goons in charge, like Clemenza and Tesco. 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 Yeah. Tesco. had betrayed them. Yeah, they don't know who. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like. Thinking that the Corleone family was out, so he was trying to make his own moves, and he's like, "Uh, it's fine. I oh, deserve it." Oh, Tessio. Well, no, it, it's only at the Godfather's funeral. Oh, right, that you the find Godfather out dies, or because of just th- being old. He says, well, "This was a thing. Like the Vito Corleone, the Godfather, is so like brilliant at strategy and knowing everybody that the he's father, the but the guy is playing the long game for sure. And Vito is like, uh, some, something like the person who requests the meeting about blah blah. He's the one who betrayed you. Like he somehow knows." Like, that's going to be who it is. So, yeah. and it turned out it was Tessio. Was like, Vigoda. can I speak to you? Yeah, Abe Vigoda in the movie. Huh. And, then he, and then Michael's like, yeah, we're going to go kill you now. He's like, you can't get me off just for uh, old time's sake. And Ew. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm going to do it because I like it. <laughs> How about just uh, one, this one time? He's like, can't do it. He's like, all right. You're going to go shoot me in the head somewhere. Okay. So, yeah. out of the wife. Yeah, and they kill Carlo. And then Connie, like, you know, minutes later, it's like, you storms in. You killed my husband. No. And like, no. And Kay is like, is that true? Because she's made this thing like, well, I'm never going to ask you about what you did. Like, did you wipe out everyone in mm-hmm. today? It's like, no. He's like, I'm on the movie, I'll let you ask this just one time. And she asked me, and he lies to her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you kill people? Like, no. I was like, okay. Yep. And then he shuts the door. And My bad. The other thing we skipped is the whole Vito Corleone backstory. That yeah. is like half of Godfather Part Two of the movie. Like, oh, it just took is it. Is that and, what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, he like he's like an immigrant and he lives in the tenements and, and like with five points. Fanucci, the guy. Yeah. Like, I want to wet my beak. The guy. Let me wet my <laughs> beak. <laughs> and, and then, then that's he, when he meets he, Clemenza and Tessio. Speaking of wet beaks, this is this is how he became an evil giant. This is from Barrier, evil giant, six point four percent alcohol. Uh, I don't see a description. Oh yeah, rye IPA. Rye? Rye? Rye not. <laughs> yeah, so the big the big uh, backstory there, which is actually really interesting, and kind of traces him from 
childhood in wherever the fuck in Corleone, Sicily, Sicily through Ellis Island into the thing, which was a cool scene in the and that's like the first half of Godfather Part Two. And is I it really that much? It's a lot. Of, I mean, I think it kind of goes. I think yeah, it's a big part. De Niro didn't he get a yeah De Niro didn't he win an Oscar for that? Like is best he, supporting is actor. He young or Corleone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, when I was in uh, seventh grade or eighth grade, and we were learning about Ellis Island. Our teacher showed us the first like fifteen minutes of Godfather Part Two. He's like, oh, see how he's being held in the room because they wrote a thing on his coat or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then like right before that, though, was the part where the guys with shotguns just blow his mom away. And we're like, oh sweet, All right, <laughs> this he, is he gets awesome. sent to America because they're gonna wipe out his family or some shit. <laughs> no, no, we're not worried about that, kids. Because this is like a v- you know, they roll a TV on a stand into the room mm-hmm. with a fucking VCR, so she couldn't. You know, easily they, skip around. And that they could never figure out how to fucking fast no. forward. It's channel three. Yeah, it's always channel three. <laughs> they never know how to put it on channel three. Oh. Only only 90s kids will get that joke. I know. That's so sad. This is actually uh, pretty good. I like this oh, a lot. It's quaffable. You're quite, that, isn't that a part of a Quidditch? <laughs> it is quite quaffable. I'd say I'm almost always kind of like underwhelmed by barrier beers. They're usually kind of good, but like, eh, cooler description than It's, it's like, a, like an RNG thing to it. I guess that's the rye. I really don't know what rye tastes like. It's almost like a sunny tea. I mean, when I think of rye bread, I know what that tastes like, but I don't get any of that here, so I'm not sure what no, rye tastes like. like bread. I have no idea. Whatever it ends up being, it's pretty good. It's a nice beer. Yeah, it's a good one. This is actually nice. Okay, so uh, that's the whole, the whole thing. They explain how he came to power, and he did it by being ruthless and, and being he, brave and earning everyone's respect. En- he ran the entire olive oil importation business to America by yes. killing anyone and burning everyone else's factories down. Yep. And mm-hmm. he gets his two his two capo capo regimes. But he also started out by like helping people, like when people offering favors. Had like uh, well, helping people is like the woman whose like landlord was an asshole because she had a dog yeah. or something like that. And then he would he would <laughs> her emotional support animal. Nineteen thirty one. He would in addition to sort of like ruthlessly like killing adversaries, he also like helped people in the community. He well, was like the boss of the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, he built a network of people who owed him shit. Mm-hmm. That was the strategy. That's his strategy, and that's just like in the first part of the movie. Now, now that's where the uh, yeah. first part of the book or the movie, the wedding scene, where people come looking for the favors, and and that they kind of highlight that right that he he does things for people that don't really cost him a whole lot usually, but it wins their favor. So now he has them in this like network he could plot, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what I think. What I think really like a big part of when I think of the cover illustration is so famous the the marionette hand thing. Yeah, and that's kind of what he does. He pulls these strings, and he has he's been making this network his whole life. He knows what the fuck is up. Yeah, but it must be difficult to just remember all that shit. Would you well, say that has, that is the... He has uh, the people write it down. Would you say that is the paradox of the powerful? I will now for our final beer. <laughs> this is from Southern Tier. This is an 8.5% alcohol, double IPA with citrus, Simcoe, hop dust, and whole flower mosaic hops. That's an absurd string of words. That is a lovely IPA. It's delicious. Yep, very good. Really, really good. I approve. Favorite one so far today, actually. Whereas the Evil Giant has like a really strong hop, like stinging hop flavor almost at the end, whereas this is just smooth. Actually, I like, I like this it. a lot. I, I, well, I think the, those... The surpri- the, I was very surprised. Citra and, is not like the one that's in a lot of the New England IPAs. Oh. It's kind of like the juicier. Okay, know. yeah. It, it's not like you hear like all that shit, you think, oh, it's going to be bitter. But it's nice. It's very nice, actually. I think it is better than Evil Giant. Evil Giant was the best one so far, but this one is edging it out. Yeah. Well, that's 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 the winner for today, then, because that's that's it. Those are all the beers. That's the paradox. Hard to be on top. So, uh, I mean, really, that's pretty much the end of the book. And they moved the final the end of the book is Kay going to church with uh, 
the mother, uh, as yet unnamed mother, <laughs> were just like praying for their husbands or, you know, the, her husband and the other guy, girl's son was like, oh, you know, I hope he's going to be okay. I don't care that he's a murderous psychopath. That's nice to he's be me. He's good to me. Yeah. He doesn't beat me on the face much. Only when I deserve <laughs> it. Michael never actually beats anybody. No, he just shoots a couple guys in the head. Yeah, well, I mean, they deserved it. Oh, did, yes. <laughs> but he's not a wife beater, which in this day and age, in this book, is he asinine. Gold. He only wore them. <laughs> he blew one girl up, but it wasn't his fault. It was indirect. It was, it, he didn't do it. Yeah, he, he, got a, he got a girl blown up. <laughs> Oops. So, okay, why, so here's a question. Why do people like this? Which is sort of the same question as, why did this become such a phenomenon? The Godfather, just the book. And the I movie, read something and the whole about this, actually. It was just like, this was like coming out, the movie, at least, because no, no books are never that famous. But this got turned around real fast. But like, yeah. yeah, the movie came out like right at the time that westerns were falling out of favor, and it kind mm-hmm. of kickstarted this whole like the next big genre was like mob films and crime and films became, in general. Yeah, it became like a real like a, a genre in and of itself, and this really did start that whole thing. Well, I don't know. If it, it's, I mean, it's one it, of the big it ones because it. I think the one that more the earlier example it's something is Bonnie and Clyde. Is from 19, 1967, definitely 1967. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> well, that's, that's like, yeah, that's not a mob. It's like uh, a. Uh, fucking. Uh, the guy that you're so vain's about. Uh, oh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Oh, Warren Beatty. Yeah, and uh, it was a Faye Dunaway. I forget who the girl is in that. But anyway. I don't know. Uh, the thing is, like, movies all of a sudden became way more violent, but also like a realistic violence where you actually saw blood. Even though it's like ketchup y looking blood, by but it's, it's not very it's, real. The, it's, it's more realistic than they were before. Where they're and just it's like, I fell down yeah. after I got shot. Yeah. Ugh. And you thump. But it's grittier mm-hmm. and it's a crime. And it's also just like an untapped kind of uh, material. Like the, uh, People like dark the, shit. The underworld shit. Yeah. And, and this, this and those it was just, all kind it of go was together. Like, it just kind of happened in with the time where that was a popular thing. It and, kind of blew up. And I want to say the mafia was like in the news. You know, this yeah. is yeah. something people in 1969 and 1972, this is something people had heard about. If you lived in New York in certain circles, this was a thing that you might have like known someone who knew somebody or, you know, like mm-hmm. it was not as remote as it seems today. Yeah. And it was, it must have been exciting to hear, like, also they're talking about stuff that happened 20 years earlier, or 10 yeah. years really, like, yeah. this ends in like 55 or something like that, and, I mean, the book starts in 45, and this is only 69 when it comes out, so this was, you know, within people's memory, for sure. And I also think what helps is that the movie is a really good movie, like a really well-made mm-hmm. film, yeah. and it's really great acting it's, in it's it, like a, it's like in some a, cases. It's like a family drama, yeah, like a multi-generational with elements family. of, you know, the mob, but it's more of just a... It's just a good. It is a good story. I, I never saw the movie. I never wanted to. It's almost like a personal thing. Like I'm not going to now because everyone wants me to. And it's thinking how long I can do it. But I thought it was actually very good. There was a lot of bullshit that did not. Oh my god! Yeah, it could have been so about thirty percent shorter. Yeah, it could have absolutely been a hundred percent. Just like there were sections that were just totally useless. But it has so many colorful characters and like interesting stories. I, mean, the, the, I think the problem with this book is you never you ever read a book and there's a cool character. And like, oh, I kind of wish I knew more about that character. This book you don't have that problem. It focuses on the <laughs> no. it focuses on the stupid characters. A lot. Every time we, I wonder how why her vagina is so big. <laughs> well, let me give you sixty pages that way at the end. Or I wonder why Luca Brazzi is so feared. But they don't really give you much about. They give you a little bit about him. But they they give just you a little bit. But way the more about story that girl's from like I feel yeah. like I feel like even if they expanded on Luca, it'd be pretty one dimensional. Like he's real good at killing. Mm-hmm. Never was like you know he's like a Italian Batman. Like someone killed his family. <laughs> he, just became, he just became real good. Except it's an actual baseball. What are you, bat. some kind of Joker? <laughs> <laughs> funny how? You think you're funny? Funny how? <laughs> but Goodfellas or uh, it's Goodfellas? Oh, yeah, you're a funny guy. Funny like a clown. Funny? Oh, not, funny. Not here for your yeah. amusement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's good. That's Joe, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's entire acting career is thanks to this book. He's not even in these Joe movies. Pesci's but I mean, like, it's the whole, like, it, like the mob yeah. era of uh, films. Well, also, uh, like 90% of what Robert De Niro does is play a mobster. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not even a gangster, he's like, oh, he's a dad who worked for the CIA and meet the fuckers. But yeah, he's, he's clearly just yeah. another like yeah. mafia He still type. makes mob face every, every scene. Yeah. Uh, so I think the, also the fact that it's like an epic film. It's a long-ass movie. It's like three hours long. And it was so... The critics loved it. And I don't know, maybe maybe audiences had different tastes back then. They certainly did. Like, was this, I mean, well, pacing I mean, like, was different for sure. Was Marlon yeah. Brando in this because he was already the cock of the walk? Or this like cemented his status <laughs> yes. as like... This was his no, no, he, he was already famous. already biggest superstar. Dick, like, uh, everyone thought he was yeah. in fact, shit. This is him like... So this I've, I've heard... This peak. Yeah, this... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Even though he actually, I guess he did a lot of when he was young, and he was already an old yeah. dude. He had on, 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 on the waterfront and uh, uh, streetcar named Desire. So no, this was way before that. So Those are like on the water, on the waterfront, and and uh, a streetcar named Desire with the, in the early late forties, early fifties is what made Marlon Brando like a you know movie superstar. Um, the Hugh Jackman of his by time. By this point, by nineteen seventy two, he was like actually kind of old. I mean, he had and to be old to play this, I guess. Well, he couldn't. Maybe he was fifties. He wasn't old. old. Well, I mean, even in this book, like the Godfather wasn't that old. Wasn't that old? No, he was probably he was in his fifties. I want to say. But uh, I, one thing I heard is that on set, Marlon Brando refused to learn any lines. He's like, I'm he not the, learning your piece, right? No, somebody that did use giant cue cards off camera, and he literally. Every scene is him just reading the cue card and then acting. And I, he has the, the, the idea was that it would, it'd be more it'd be more natural rather than rehearsed. No, he was just he's fucking just lazy. Yeah, then later on he got lazy. an earpiece. Earpiece, not earpiece. Earpiece to like <laughs> someone would say the lines to him right before he had to say them, so he would then just say them. He was a good actor, I guess. I guess this was back in the era when you didn't have to be a good actor; you just to be decent. Just, when most people kind of played the same thing in every movie. Yeah, and that might be what made this different. Jimmy too. Stewart as himself in everything. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart in a Christmas movie. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh golly. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart fighting Washington or something. Yeah. Going to Washington. Mm-hmm. I'll talk forever. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the same every movie. Oh, golly, boy. <laughs> Thank you. That's my Jimmy Stewart. So, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty accurate. But Marlon Brando, like that, he also created a whole bunch of stereotypes with the, or things that have been copied. In movies, with the best as Dom DeLuise in Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> I don't actually have never seen that one. What? That's one of the Mel Brooks I movies have, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it in a long oh time. Oh my god, it's incredible! Dom DeLuise is the Godfather trying to work out a thing. It's like, it's like what? I I can't understand anything you're saying. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, and he like pulls stuff out of his mouth. Like, I went to the dentist and <laughs> he left the cotton balls in. I think that's what Brando did, right? Was it cotton I, balls in his mouth or something? Like he that? might have. Yeah, makes sense because he talked like a weirdo. But there's so many great lines from the movie, like iconic scene lines yep. that are also in the book. Like, I'll make him an offer you can't refuse. Like, leave the gun, take the cannolis. Mm. Sleeps with the fishes. Yep. Like, they're all things that start with it. Like, it kind of enter oh, and the uh, public it's just consciousness. business. It's not personal. Yeah, it's not personal. Yeah, it's just business. It's just right. business. Although, really, in the it book, well, actually, personal. in the movie, because I remember, because I've heard people say this, like, oh, it's just business. Um, but in the in the movie, they didn't go. They were really just like, oh yeah, no, the, the Michael killed the cop, the crooked cop, and and uh, Salazzo because it was just business. But in the book, they go into no, no, it's personal and business. Well, they and they, they saying, shot like, my father. Personal. Yeah, exactly. He's Michael is saying he in the book. He they shot my father. This is personal and business. It's a win win. Yeah. Bam. So anyway, but people say like <laughs> it's just business, meaning it's not. But they but. 
Today, people say it's just business. It's, it's, it's not it's the personal. Old school version of a hustle takeover. But in the book, Very it was hostile. personal and business at the same time. I was like, no, really, I'm being an asshole. Like I'm a mullet. saying it's just business. <laughs> it's personal in the front, business in the back. back. <laughs> no, but the other way business around. in the front, personal <laughs> in the back. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> or a blowout is like an Italian mullet. I think Dirty Sal had a mullet <laughs> like that. He definitely had Dirty a mullet. Sal, um, Dirty Manila. Sal. Dirty <laughs> Sal. Salmonella wiped out entire populaces. <laughs> How long were you thinking sitting there thinking of salmonella? Uh, weeks, dude. Or weeks. I was like, I'm still ready for this. <laughs> All right. So is this a book people should read? I'm not going to say no. I don't no. think it's necessary, but it's not. It's definitely worth reading. I think if you're into like the crime novels, which are yeah. very, very popular. It's, it's a good, it's a good it's, story. It's probably one of the originators of that genre as oh, yeah. its modern mm-hmm. form. I'd say it suffers from what you had the problem with it. Was it's just got a lot of bullshit in it? This does have a lot of bullshit in it. I think, but overall, I think it is actually a, a, a good story. It has too much shit that's useless, but I think it's if you like this thing, then there's no re- if if you were into mob stuff and crime stuff, sure. then there's no reason you shouldn't read this. And it's not particularly long or diff. It's it, well, it is. It's it's actually like four hundred pages or so, but it's no. a it's slow pretty log. long. It's pretty it felt, long, felt but pretty it's, long. it's it's that's it's in the midway point. Yeah. No, no, he was too long. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a freight train. I remember there's another dick line in the movie when that guy, when they see the racehorse for the first time. And he's like, like, Sonny's dick? No, he's like, look at the cock on that horse. I should have a cock like that, huh? And then just, they go on about that. Let's have, let's have dinner. Yeah. A lot of cock and vagina talk in this book. Yeah, there was a, a more large vagina talk than I've ever heard in my life. I feel, like, we'll ever I feel like an editor must have been like, you know, there's like no female characters in this book. Uh, I got it. Let me add something to this. One female character, but Big she's got Cooch enough Mancini. for everybody. <laughs> So I want to say something else about the stupid, like... Okay, so in the book, it portrays Vito Corleone and the crime family as being as having, like, a sense of honor and being, like, almost kind of virtuous and almost being, like, we're going to get justice for your family. Like, the people are asking uh, favors. Well, like, got, we're, we're like, we're, like, we're going to give you justice when the government couldn't, when the well, rest that's of society what the, You're talking about the guy in the beginning with the favor, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And he says, you got justice. And he says, no, they got justice, meaning the guys who beat up his daughter. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's like a distinction. Which, by the way... Uh, I want to I cut you up. I just I thought of this earlier. That guy, the reason why he never went to the Don, he kept saying, "I wanted my kids to be American. I wanted to be American." That fucking character's name is Amerigo. <laughs> like, that is not subtle. No. So sorry. So what so, I was saying, like it portrays like just the mafia in general and the Corleone crime family and Vito Corleone as having like you know wisdom and being fair and just and honor and loyalty, consistent at least, right? Like, they have all, their own code, whether and even all those kind of law. things and. I, I'm guessing like that, I mean, that sounds cool, you know, and it can, I can see how oh, yeah. people might think, oh, that's like a cool thing. And, but really, in reality, the guys who do stuff like that, who are in the mafia, they're just fucking stupid bully assholes. Well, they're it not necessarily stupid, them, but not yeah, they are bully assholes. Stupid, but they're just bullies and they're assholes and it, but this book portrays them as being like, Heroic. It's romanticized, yeah. for sure. Romanticized. It is romanticized the mob. And you know what? We don't need that. Because well, they're fucking stupid. One thing that's interesting about the book is like the the main, you know, the protagonists are bad guys. Yeah. Right? It's an anti-hero. They are, but but they're not like an anti-hero in the sense of like a clockwork orange where he's just defiant and he's well, a he's prick. Like, totally, totally bad. But he's still here they're triumphs. portrayed as the good guys. Yeah. But which is an interesting thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really leave out the whole like the mob was based on just uh, shaking people down for money and exploiting yeah. people who were too and were too scared to do anything about it. Yeah, and they couldn't call the cops because the cops were all dirty. Wait, yeah, and it always made it seem like, oh, you're no, no, 
I'm not extorting you. I'm not. Uh, this isn't a protection racket. These are favors. Yeah. And yeah. Respect. Mm-hmm. Respect. It's all God. about respect, respect. When really they're just fucking bullies. Uh, yeah. And also to bring it back to politics, there's a man named Roy Cohn who was the head, like chief of staff or like lawyer for oh, that uh, Joe Mc- Senator Joe McCarthy in the '50s. Then he like left and just became a lawyer. And he became like Donald Trump's lawyer when Trump was really a, first in the late 70s and into the 80s. That guy died of AIDS. Actually, yeah. I don't, he I don't was know. The, he was the one that uh, Trump refused to talk to because we, after he found out he had AIDS, he was, didn't really want to touch him. I know that I, name from some I other I did context. not know that story, but one I, I thing, that was him. but Roy Cohn was like terrifying because in, in terms of like being a lawyer. But also he, one of the things he did was he became the legal counsel of all the heads of the five families and they would meet at his house. Hmm. That way, any conversations could technically be attorney-client privilege. And so... And they were billable hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But he was like terrifying. Um, Anyway, but he did eventually die because he was already pretty old by the 80s. Got the hiv. Yeah, that too. Pretty sure he died. I I did not know that. I'm pretty sure that is the guy. That's a weird thing to know, but... Not that that you know makes him better or worse. Just that's like because if, if did you really see or read Angels in America? That I heard about. I never. I'm read pretty it. sure he's a character in that, and he's a Reckon. guy dying of AIDS. I'm like, I could be hundred percent wrong. I mean, I, I almost I, certainly am. I, I thought, oh, we'll I'm, check, and then we'll when we we'll, edit the we'll episode. We'll never edit this. We'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain that it is that the guy though. So and and anyway, I want to say and then but Donald Trump has has this like attitude all the time, like everything's crooked. Like every single thing, just, just Hillary. You know, well, actually, not just Hillary. <laughs> the court system. No, that, those are those are rigged and fixed. Everything is crooked. rigged. <laughs> but here's the thing: in The Godfather, everything is rigged. Like they control the the, the, the all the politicians, right. it, the law, it was the police. Pretty bad. And that back in the forties, everything 50s. is just completely rigged. And so, drain the swamp. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It, if you, if this is the world you grew up in, or you seem to like be connected to when you were a kid, and it sort of leads you, you to the belief that, that everything is crooked, and so, but at the same time, you have to wonder when Trump says these things, does he really believe it, or is he just saying it because it's better for him? If people think, no, this court, this court thing, the 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 Mueller investigation is just crooked. It's like they're the just out who to get me. Project and they yeah. do all these terrible things because. They think everyone does that. They think that's normal. Like, you're supposed to be dirty. That's just normal, everyday life. And the idea that someone wouldn't be that is insane. So they don't believe that everyone wouldn't do these terrible things. And, and this book is sort of, re- book in the whole, like, mafia crime genre in general, is sort of reinforcing the belief that, at least to some people who, who buy into it, that everything is crooked. Everything's fixed. Everything's fixed, yeah. But there's a long legacy of other crime movies earlier than this in this book and I'm sure books too, mm-hmm. where shit is crooked. There are crooked cops and crooked lawyers and crooked judges and congresspeople Those and whatever. It's a crooked lawyer. It's just a lawyer. Ooh, burn. Right? There, so there is some... Either it's well, there is some truth into, to it. There's definitely it some is, truth yeah, to it, but it's also totally. kind of like just baked into what we think about. I mean, some people think it's real life 100% of the time, and that's kind of crazy. Some people think it's 100% untrue, and that's also stupid. But it's just like built into what we think about in like drama. Right? Like, like we were talking about Ozark earlier. Everyone's crooked in that. Like everybody's viable or manipulate. You can be manipulated yeah. or whatever. And that's not a mob movie or show. Right? There is a lot of mob in there. there. Well, yeah, the Kansas City mob and the cartels, which is basically just a Hispanic mob. But 
But I'm pretty sure the Italians would say those are animals. So yeah, well, they definitely would. I mean, I hear you. Uh, it, but I mean, what, what is your what is your criticism then of this? That that this movie kind of romanticizes. It definitely it romanticizes does. the mob. It glorifies, romanticizes that. I'm whole growing up like era. everyone thinking like, oh yeah, the mob. That's so cool. I was like, it's not cool. Well, that was a cool no. thing when we were in middle school because there was like fucking reality TV shows about the Gaudis on TV. I mean, they also they have mob wives in their show. Like, wow, they're interesting. Like, no, they're fucking dirtbags. Vapid cunts. They're everyone is terrible and they're criminals. And why we give them a show and like saying like like Jersey Shore is not about the mob they're just terrible people but like mob wives they're fucking mob wives it's in the title growing up Gotti was about the yeah. Gotti kids it's like why <laughs> the is show. why do we think they're like oh wow that's so interesting that they're in the mafia like if like oh he comes from a family of rapists wow that's really cool well I, th- I mean I think I mean the they're mob... not their rapists but like if they made a show I get you I get you where the parent like the organized crime was like everybody rapes people like <laughs> oh that's good I wonder what their Let's kids give are them like a show, yeah. Yeah. I believe that's the mafia yeah. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> so I think uh, the the thing is two twofold, right? One is like the mob has been kind of like I don't say sanitized, but made like normal, as if it's kind of just it's just part of our world, and you just deal mm-hmm. with that. And they're not a thing anymore. I'm sure they're still to some degree. They're a thing. to some degree, but they're not really a it's thing not, anymore. Yeah, that's what they want you to believe, sheeple. <laughs> what I'm talking about. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking I, no, about. I, I bet there is still a thing. Is oh, it they're, defi- they're definitely still a thing, thing? Probably but they, they don't like, you know, have like vast criminal conspiracy networks. It's just like a bunch of old well, dudes. Well, I mean, just the Illuminati. Right? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Except <laughs> for them. Yeah. <laughs> but Illuminati is Italian. Ooh. It's more than one Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that one is that it has been kind of like cleaned up and it's just kind of built in and it's kind of, oh, that's just the mob. That's what the mob does. Oh, you don't... That's a mob thing or whatever. And we just kind of accept it. But it's also just interesting for people to see what crime is like and what the criminal world is like. And there's that it's element dramatic. It sure. is dramatic. It's certainly dramatic. Mm-hmm. Though I think everyone in this book is probably more intelligent than actual mob guys. I mean, probably some of them, some of them must be smart to fucking. Though they, I mean, like they, they, they only have the guys on top of this book. They don't have the vast array of street soldiers who are probably dumb as a bag of hammers. Yes. They have to wear the tracksuits to keep all the hammers in. Because <laughs> <laughs> the hammers easy to, fall out. It's easy to fill with hammers. <laughs> and it's fun. Go read it if you want to read a book. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good it, point. If you like the movie, it's it's very the movie was very faithful. It just cut out the dumb shit. So actually, I'd say watch the movie first. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And save yourself a lot of time. Having not seen time. the movie, I can tell you the movie's better. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, I mean, it just if it cuts out the bad stuff and leaves the good stuff it's in, then it's be definitely good, better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. And if you've already listened this far, then you've heard all the exciting shit about big vaginas anyway, so you're not going to miss shit. <laughs> They're not going to show a giant... It's, it's negative space. You can't show a giant vagina on camera anyway. That's actually the end of the, when the credits roll. It was filmed inside that giant <laughs> vagina. <laughs> so join us next week. <laughs> Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or uh, follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you're listening to us and just uh, round up to five stars. Thanks for listening. 